Hey guys, you are rocking with the best, the Holy Ruckus podcast, your favorite podcast, favorite podcast. Thanks so much for being with us. At this time, you're at the right place. It is 6.01 p.m. Eastern time, and we have Rob and Sam Fatzinger with us, authors of The Catholic Guide to uh, Spend Less and Live More. And we're so excited to have them with us. It's a long time coming. They just released their book and it is flying off the shelves in your pre-orders and your back orders. They got to keep ordering more shipments in because you guys keep wanting it. And so I'm so glad to bring them into our little audience and to share and to be a part of the holy ruckus that they're making in the church, helping people to save a little more, spend a little less and to be more holy. Is that even possible um, with what they got going on, especially with 14 kids? We're so excited to have them and for them to make the time and it's just me today father pat is off doing priestly duties he's on a little retreat for himself and so we're excited uh to just uh i get to hog the guest all to myself today all that and more on this week's episode of the holy ruckus thanks so much for watching we've got some fresh new young talent doing some things that i know you haven't heard before why were you made i was made to be happy way to be happy to know truth and to love goodness. In other words, I am made for God. Pero quiero lío en la rioste. Quiero que se salga afuera. You are now listening to the Holy Ruckus Podcast. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Holy Vegas Podcast. Rob and Sam, what's going on? Hey, thanks for having us. Good evening. What's going on? It is an early evening, isn't it? How's everything going over there? Where are you calling from? Bowie, Maryland. In our the office, and our kids are running a ruckus. There it is. There it is. That's what we named it that. I was like, me and my wife, when we came up with the name with a friend of ours, we're like, what can, like, really like call to mind like everything that we go through it's like it's a holy ruckus it's like a mess so it works out that way so i'm glad you found that so so it's good it's good thanks so much for being with us and so it's the correct pronunciation correct pronunciation for buoy is it buoy or is buoy. It? okay cool go cool. out so, yeah, so we're from the same state but you never know buoy seems like another world i'm from upper montgomery mm -hmm. county out here in, in clarksburg maryland so might as well be frederick and so yeah how long you guys been? Have you guys born and raised in Maryland in the DMV? What's going on? Bowie, Bowie, though. Bowie. Our whole lives. <laughs> oh, whole time. All right, beautiful, beautiful. Well, tell us more a little bit. So, what I got on you is that you're a beautiful Catholic couple with a, a big old family, and you wrote an awesome book that's going to be a gift to the church and people outside of the church as well. But how about it? Uh, tell us a little bit more about about yourselves. What's the good primer for someone that's never met you, never seen you, just now? So we went viral about five years ago in the Washington Post, which kind of got us on the map because my husband wrote an article for a finance guy called The Mad Scientist. And we went viral because we have 14 children and we live debt free. Our house is paid off. We own all of our cars. Everything is paid off. And our kids graduate from college pretty much debt-free. We have seven graduated from college and the first four, five graduated debt-free and the other ones with minimal debt. So people who said you can't have a large family, you can't live in the 
DC area and be debt free. We're here to tell you how to do it. Oh my gosh. So there's like a bunch of things. I was like, that doesn't sound right. I was like, I was like, I was like okay, so we're, we're debt free. We paid off the house. We have 14 kids and we're Catholic and we're happy and thriving. Is that what I heard? Usually happy. Yeah. Thriving. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Most there, there you go. That, I love that. I love that. We, we just watched. Um, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, for better, or for worse, me and my wife, we, you know, we're, we're, it was we were watching some rom-com and we're watching uh, what to expect when you're expecting. And one of the things, Chris Rock, one of the, he, he leads the dad, this dad group that goes walking with their kids, all the dads at like Saturday morning at seven 30. And he talks about how happy he is. He's like, I'm happy, exhausted, but happy. And so he, so he was talking about that. So that just reminded me, but no, I'm so glad that you're with us and you got a new book. I see it behind you. I see the little billboard. So, so yeah. what's it called? What, What's with the name? Go ahead. A Catholic Guide um, to Spending Less and Living More. Dude, awesome. <laughs> now, take take us through a little bit, like before we get into just the, the, the meat and potatoes of everything. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, so was there multiple covers that you had to kind of say yes to? What what yeah. didn't make the cut? What about titles? I hate naming things. Is that a thing for you? What was that like? So Ave Maria Press contacted us about a year and a half ago asking if we would write this book. And so along that, those two months before the pandemic hit, and mm. we had no idea the world was going to need a book on finances. And so they kind of helped us name it, and they kind of helped us with the cover because when you're working with a great big publisher like Ave Maria Press, they have all the background info on, you know, what sells, what words are good buzzwords, what colors are good colors and stuff. So they came up with the title and with the cover. There you go. Now did they, was it, was it just like, Hey, this is the one. So you're good. Or did you have to approve like two or three? I think we approved the first one, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, this was the first. We're we've never done this before, so you know they have all their techie people making these wise decisions. We had to trust them because we're just babies. Good answer. <laughs> there you go. Good answer. Good answer. And we want more books in the future. So good answer. Good answer. If they're watching, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, we want to be nice to them. Yeah, I hope there so. You go. <laughs> this has there been fun. Go. It's been a fun adventure. Awesome! 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 And so. Um, and then real quick, just because it's funny and because I love it, I want to see, because like, sometimes I blank on my own kids' names. I have five. Um, name all your kids right here, right now. Rob, go okay. for it. Alex, Josh, Caleb, Lizzie, Barbara, Joey, Robert, Dominic, Mary, Cece, Eric, Colby, Raven, and Bradley. There you go. There you go. Now, was that in any particular order? It was in the order, right? In the oldest, order came? To oldest to youngest, and I think it was 14. I don't think I left any out. Nope. There you go. There you go. All right. Beautiful. Beautiful. So we're going to, we're going to like, yes, you're special, Rob and Sam. You're so special, but you're not so much special that you're going to be different from us. And every guest that comes in here, we always put them through the ringer word association time, underrated, overrated, hot take city, whatever we throw out at you. We want you to just speak it right off the dome, right off your mind, whatever comes up. I'll be mm -hmm. press will deal with it later. So here we go. Yeah, so yeah. what it is, is I'll, I'll give you some, some things, some pop culture references or some hot takes when parenting. I want you to tell us which, how you really feel. Is it overrated? Is it properly rated? Or is it <laughs> underrated? Something that you've, you've actually like fell in love with 
over your 32 years of marriage and having kids and everything like that. Both so here time. it is. Both, uh, you guys can take turns if that helps. Overrated, underrated. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Ready? Here it is. Let's begin. All right. So if we're going to do this, overrated, underrated segment, let's start with this. Overrated, underrated. Diaper genies. Oh, totally overrated. Overrated. Okay. Okay. So elaborate a little bit. Why? Well, first of all, we always had three or two or three in diapers and we emptied the trash daily. So why pay for something that's not necessary? <laughs> there you go. Would you, have you ever gotten it for like a gift and you had to be like, mm. I didn't get a fancy one. I had people to give them to me that they didn't want anymore because they thought they were overrated. And we, like I said, we have a really big trash can and we empty our trash very frequently because we have a very busy homeschooling house. So the trash would go out so often that the smell wasn't an issue. And we also used cloth diapers for about five years, six years. There you go. There. Oh, that was my next one. Okay, so cloth diapers, overrated, underrated. You said you used them for five, six years. What are they, overrated, underrated now? Right now, totally overrated. But when if it meant for me to be able to be a stay-at-home mom, then they were point on. There you go, there you go. I got one for Rob, especially for Rob. Here you go. So, all right, Rob. So, going out to eat, Sundays, on the weekends, overrated, underrated. On the, on the weekends, overrated. Too many overrated. people. Okay, why is that, why is that? Too many people. We go on Wednesdays, Wednesday's date night. Less nice. people. Okay, so you. Less people and okay, there's so usually you... specials during the week. Yeah, we get specials. <laughs> it's cheaper. You can always order from the lunch menu. That's cheaper, but we usually go when they have um, half price. Half, half, half price happy hour specials, like four quarters, whatnot. Yeah. Nice, nice. Hard I love, get I that love it. Keep weekend. date life alive. Yes. Very good. Okay, okay. Um, let's go with this one. Here we go. Uh, what was it? Uh, Costco or Sam's Club? Overrated, underrated. Those kind of big, you know, economy size stuff. Overrated, underrated. Overrated. Overrated. Okay. So, so you got a bomb hookup? Yeah, we it, quit. We quit ours about ten years ago. Because we have Aldi, Aldi, and Lidl, but Aldi's the best. And then okay. if you don't have an Aldi, I have a lot of friends who do Costco and they have great deals, but I don't have self-control. So if I went in there, I would leave with $200 worth of stuff I didn't need. Okay, okay, okay. And we so, did belong to Sam's Club and we did belong to BJ's. <laughs> we love Sam's Club. It just, because we have such great prices at Aldi that's really close by, we can shop there. Nice, nice. Okay, so so Aldi's is definitely the, the favorite. Does, uh, when does, so did you give Whole Foods a shot or were you like, nah, oh. not even? Yeah, we don't have, we don't have have one in Bowie. We're not that fancy. We're not like Moco, so we don't have a... They probably wouldn't even go. let us in Whole Foods. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Very good. Very good. Um, last one here. K 
kids owning cell phones. We're talking 12, 13, 14, overrated, underrated. Do you do it? Overrated? No, we don't do it. 15 is our um, age limit for when they can get it. Okay, okay. And are we talking like it's got to be the latest and greatest iPhone? We're talking about like, so we're on iPhone like what? 11, 10, 12? So we're talking about iPhone 2? Yeah, we used to do flip phones and texting phones, but you can't find dumb phones anymore. So So our 15-year-olds get a Gab phone until they work at a job that requires them to have an iPhone to get on to schedule. Okay. There you go. There you go. Whatever iPhone is the oldest, least expensive, and, and they pay for it themselves. Okay, okay. Very good, very good. And then this is not part of overrated, underrated, but it was in the in the show notes, so I, I really wanted to present it. Um, what's the most like passive, like shady comment you've ever received with all your kids? So for, for mine, it was, wow, you have your hands full. Like, that's what I always get every time we're, we're out, you know, with the, with the kids. Um, is there one? Is that the one? How about you guys? get that once in a while um don't you know what causes it <laughs> we get that one what else we get i look really mean when i'm with my children so people don't mess with me there you are, go are all those kids yours you run into daycare yeah somebody yeah. asked me why i was driving a 15 passenger van because they've never seen one before and i said all my friends have these there you go there you go awesome awesome very good very good and then i just want to know this like when it comes to like parishes like or like do you hit the saturday night mass do you go sunday morning get it in get it out like the sinner's mass at sunday 5 45 6 what do you guys do 10 o'clock mass on sunday at sacred heart and Gooey. And if we have activities, we really enjoy going to eight o'clock mass at Sacred Heart. That's our favorite. But as a family, it's better for us to do 10 o'clock because most of the other families are there. And that way we let the teenagers sleep in a little bit. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So, so that was it. I mean, how'd that go? I think you passed overrated, underrated. Very good. Clapping it up for you. Very good. Very good. Call, 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 call. So let's take a look at the comment session. We have people here. So folks, if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, you got something to say, a, a, a question, a hello, drop it in the comment section and I will put them here on the screen if they be worthy. So let's see, let's go. All right. So I got all right, Cassie here. Good evening and happy Tuesday, everyone. Looking forward to the program. Are you running a program, Ethos program, Rob? Or is this a typo? It might be a typo. Okay, so Cassie says hello. All right. Hi, Cassie. There you go. And then Rebecca, uh, she loved the movie reference of what to expect when you're expecting. (laughs) Rewatch it often. Very good. Uh, Cassie has a question. Are all 14 children your biological children, twins, triplets, quads? What do you got? So our oldest is 31, and we had 12 biological children, no twins. We adopted number 13, and we hope to adopt number 14. We've had him since he was born, and he will be five in August. Beautiful. Very good, very good. So pray for that. Yes, we got to pray. So very good, very good. And so, and what's that process like 
uh, to to do that to adopt? Is it you know like super tough? I mean, I know we, it's late. It can be very lengthy. Yeah, we don't really follow uh, normal adoption procedures because we don't do anything normally. We and and uh, we just um, foster children, and then if if necessary, we are open to adopt them. Awesome, awesome. Cassie says, you're such a blessing. Oh, there you Pray go. Thanks, Cassie. Pray for our very kids. Very good, very good. There you go, there you go, there you go. So let's, so so at the end, we'll have some time for Q&A folks as well. So, but if you, again, if you have questions uh, and, and want to drop, say, say hello, put them on the comment section and we'll display them at a time. But let's get right into it. So Sam and Rob, like, how does one do it, man? I mean, I know, like, okay, so 32 years married, right? And was it always like a thing where you, where you, where you sit down and, or even in, during engagement or during the courting stage, you're like, so how many kids you want to have? Like, you know, I don't know. I mean, there's a fortune cookie say, like, I don't know. Like, how does it, how does it get to this, uh, to a place where you're like, you know what, like in, in confidence, um, I, I want to plan to have X number of kids. Does it just happen organically? Like in terms of your thought process or do you talk it out? What do you do? Um, well, when we got engaged, I had promised her 10 kids as part of the engagement go. to try to get her to say yes. And I'll, I asked her to marry me and she gave me a funny look and I'm like, no, I'm serious. I said, you know, who else is going to give you 10 kids, white picket fence and a dog? She said, get rid of the dog, make it 11 kids and you got a deal. So <laughs> There uh, you go. They get, okay, she so got her she's a not a dog person. No. She's not so a dog person, but we have a dog now. And the funny thing is that our 11th child is the one who got the dog. During Okay. During oh. during COVID, our son had just turned 13 and his college-age brothers got him all sorts of gaming devices and, and we had it. And so he got rid of his Xbox and we got him a dog. As a trade. Trade-off. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, I I think uh gaming consoles bicycles and pets like went off the shelves during during covid man people were were stocking up so and then for um so you don't buy the gaming consoles do you do you do you go in there we, we had we had an xbox for a while and we um he could have a dog if we sold it so we sold it and got the dog there you go there you go so he tell got, us we, so he got we, it as a christmas yeah. present from grandma and we regretted it five minutes after we got it <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. All right. So, so take us through it, man. Um, I'm sure. Was it always, or was it always on your heart to, to want to write a book? And prior to that, like, what, what were you doing before that? Before you were now, you know, nationwide or maybe internationally known now, <laughs> authors. You know, God willing, come on, Ave Maria Press with that marketing. Uh, we'll help yeah. you out a little bit. And um, yeah, how did it? Uh, how did it go down? Or did you like? As each kid was coming, people just came up to you. You should write a book or a blog. Uh, how does one find themselves where you yeah. are now? Can we go first? Go ahead. So I'm the youngest of nine, and I've wanted to be a mom since I was in second grade. And Rob knew I wanted lots of children. And the answer to the question when, when someone says, how many children you want? It's not five or two or six or whatever. It's how many God wants me to have. So we prayed. We went to a 
I went to a pro-life talk before we were married. We were engaged and as an engaged Catholic couple in the eighties, we went to natural family planning classes like everybody else is supposed to do. And so I started learning how to do natural family planning. And then I went to this pro-life talk and the pro-life speaker just said, you know, to the, to the group of people there that, you know, think, think about why you're pro-life. Are you pro-life because, you know, you want to be here with all these people and, you know, you go to the March for life and you love babies, but are you pro-life in the sense that when you see a pregnant mom, do you say, Oh, what a blessing. Or are you do, or are you like, Oh, another one. Or are you pro-life in church when the little babies are crying or the mom's struggling? Do you go up and ask for offer help or do you pray for them? Or do you smile at them instead of give them a dirty look? And she also said, are, are, are you, if you're healthy and you want children, why would you use NFP, even though it's a gift to the church for people in for good reason? But we were young. I was 21 and I always wanted to be a mom. So it, it made me ponder, like, well, why are we doing NFP? I've always wanted to be a stay at home mom. Why are we pausing that or instead of just saying, Lord, whatever you want? At the same time, Rob was in adoration and he felt the same calling from God that, you know, we're young, we're healthy and we want children. So we decided not to use NFP and we got pregnant on our honeymoon. There you go. There you go. Attaboy, Rob. There you go. Great so quit. That's beautiful. So, so how about for you, Rob? How did we how did we get here to the point of now you're co-authoring a book with your lovely wife? Uh, well, yeah, you, like you said, people did always say we should write a book. I think they meant like a family book or, you know, how to raise kids. But there's there's a whole lot of those out there. So when Ave Maria contacted us a year ago, um, that was something a little bit different where we could write, you know, from a large family perspective and how to stay debt free on one income. And we we had started that way in our marriage. We went into our marriage with no debt other than our uh, mortgage on our first townhouse that we bought. And then our current house we bought in uh, 2000, 21 years ago. Um, we paid that off um, about nine years ago. So now we have uh, zero debt. So when they contacted us, we were like, well, maybe this is something different, you know, a little bit different. We could, you know, not, we don't have much to offer in family or marriage other that other people haven't already said. Since we, you know, we you don't, don't want our marriage advice and our kids aren't always. Come on. I do. Heck, that was beautiful. No, it's great. It's great. So does I wanted to kind of get in on this and I always want to phrase it in this way where, you know, so fill, fill in the blank for me, you know, without our Catholic faith, our family would be blank. What? A messy ruckus. Ruckus. A messy ruckus. So not necessarily a holy one, but a mess. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They'd be a bunch of spoiled brats. Yeah. Was it, was it, um, was the faith always at the, at the forefront and at the center of, of your relationship and, and now family or were, was there a time where it wasn't? I am blessed that my husband and I have always embraced our faith as we were married, not previously to when we were married. We both had, you know, a, a a past worth confessing. And then 
I was very grateful that Rob was always open to me being able to stay home, to me being able to homeschool and to being open to life. And so every time we had a baby, it was just another blessing. And the big kids helped the little kids and all, the big kids are always asking for me to have another baby. So we must have been doing something right. And then we just, you know, struggled by and, and paid our bills and lived simply and embraced our faith and, you know, go to daily mass with the kids as much as possible. And Rob has been able to work from home the past 12 years. And we That's always, awesome. I always, I always thought that was going to be a huge blessing, but that again was an adjustment in our marriage. We tell people all the time, marriage is really hard. And if you don't have God in the middle of it, then I don't know how you survive because if it wasn't for the sacrament of marriage, there's no way we would both be sitting here today. How about for you, Rob? Yeah, definitely. You know, yeah, or, or, go ahead. No, go for it. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, yeah. Our faith has always been, you know, central to our marriage and our family life and, like Sam said, the older kids, you know, are great about helping the younger kids and our adult kids. Well, we have eight of them are adults now. Um, they're all doing well. Um, they've all turned out well. Thanks be to God. Yeah, we love all you guys. You're all my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and no, we awesome. have, you know, lots of instant babysitters in our family, lots of drivers. So we really minimize our activities, which helps with money and helps with keeping our stress level down. Because if we were running our kids out around and about all the time, we would be totally stressed out. For real, for real. Now, now I'll, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna pick on something real quick, Sam. When you were talking about what it was like when um, when Rob started working from home. It sounded like there was a little bit of like a little tension there. So what was that like? Because you would think, a lot of, a lot of and, I'm, and I'm a teacher in the summer, but like you would think like, oh, he's home. He can help. Was that the reality? What was that like, Rob? It's like oil and oil and water mixing. Yeah, it wasn't a, it took a while it wasn't for smooth. everybody to get used to it. We had 10 yeah. kids. We had 10 kids living at home, homeschooling full time. And he would sit in the living room and say, it's time to everybody be quiet. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Or he'd be like, why is the kitchen so messy? And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me because you have no idea how much we would clean between four and five before you walked in that door. So mm. it was an adjustment, but marriage is an adjustment constantly. We've been married for 32 years and we still tease people and say, it's touch and go. It is really hard. I told you when we talked the other day, we've been married 32 years and we tell people we've been married happily 28. There you go. Well, thank goodness for, for the sacrament of marriage. I mean, Amen. those graces, they kick in during, you know, prior to, as you're getting ready to, to have that marriage prep and, and keep going. So, wow. Okay. And then um, I guess, obviously one, one thing is like, you, you talked about living simply, right? What are some like practical ways that you kind of, uh, not, not to tease too much into the book, cause we want y'all to buy it. Those of you at home watching right now, we got to provide for the family. We got to help Rob and Sam. So go out right now, Amazon.com, Catholic Guide to Living Simply and, and, and Loving More. But give us a little bit here. Give us a little, little sneak peek, a little bit. What are some um, things that we can do practically to live simply? It looks good on an Instagram post. It looks good on a bumper sticker. People still do that. 
but what do you think living simply means and how does that meet with like today's culture? What are some practical things that you guys threw in there right away in your marriage or progressively did more of? Yeah, it was at first it was by default because we, we had no money. So it was basic survival the first, you know, 10 years or so we didn't have, you know, we didn't have extra money, so we had no choice. So we kind of learned the hard way or, just, you know, you only had so much money to go around. You pay your mortgage, you pay your bills, put gas in the car, yeah. food on the table. There's not much left over. So we got used to living simply that way. And also trying to have a little bit of savings. We had some savings when we first got married. So we had a little bit of a cushion, you know, so when the dishwasher broke or the you know car needed brakes, we weren't running up the credit cards and causing, you know, stress between us. We've never... People always, one of the questions we get a lot is, you know, what's your biggest financial fight or mistakes? But we, we haven't really had, we've had plenty of uh, arguments, but not, not, money's not one of the topics we argue about. So and that's the coolest paid, thing. Easy. Yeah. That's the coolest thing. 99 problems, but money ain't one. So very good. Very good. Uh, Sam, how about you? So I try to tell people to remember my name. It's Sam. So I say S is for suffering, simplify, save, sales, um, don't get stressed out. <laughs> so living simply is just like, you know, you don't need a lot of what people think you do. I was brought up and my mom was always like, you know, use it up, wear it out, make do or do without. That was kind of how I was raised. And then I Say A is for asking for help. Now that's hard because I am a pushy broad and I have no problem asking people to help or asking people, hey, do you have an extra bike? Or hey, do you have an extra pair of rollerblades? A lot of people would rather stick an ice pick in their eye <laughs> before they would ask someone for help. And I think that's our pride. And I think that Christ wants us to go out and build the community not just the community around us, but the community of saints in the heaven. I spent my first 10 years of marriage with, you know, seven little babies under 10 and constantly beckoning the saints intercession and asking their, their to pray for me and asking our Lord for guidance and asking Mother Mary to help me to be a good mother. So also asking God to send people into your life who are good examples, who can help you, who might, you know, the little old lady at church who says, oh, is there anything I could do for you? And you say, sure. Can you come over and read to my kids? <laughs> and you ask, right? <laughs> and, and, and I do. And sometimes I, I would even tell people, make a list on your refrigerator or in your notebook or your journal of things like you need at the grocery store. Oh, you, I keep forgetting to get, you know, scotch tape or something like that. So when your mother-in-law or your friend or your neighbor says, hey, I'm running to the store. Do you need anything? Don't try to be nice and be like, oh, no, thank you. Yeah, I do need something. Can you grab me a gallon of milk? Can you grab me a pack of diapers? And you pay them back, but you're all on the same team. So asking for help is huge. And we have a huge, not only our family, our church community, our neighborhood, we have things like Free Cycle, um, tons of groups on Facebook, like uh, uh, Ask for Free or Donate for Free or things like that. And we have neighborhood group chats that are like, hey, does anybody have a size seven pair of rollerblades? Or does anybody have a size six pair of cleats? 
And to be honest with you, all those times my kids are never embarrassed. They're always happy because they're always something way nicer than I ever would have bought them. And then go. my M is for make do, make a plan. We tell people to make a plan for meals, make a plan for, you know, it, it might be hard for a lot of people to say, but if you make a plan, like we are going to make a plan about going to the beach for a week or going to Disney World or going to visit uh, somebody in another state or going to camp or piano lessons. So making a plan. So then when you're at the store or you want to spend money or you want to drive by Starbucks or McDonald's or Chick-fil-A for the 15th time this week, you can say, oh, no, we're going to put that money away and this is going to pay for your piano lessons or this is going to pay for your soccer cleats or this is going to pay for us to go to the beach as a family. So if you have a plan in place, it makes it a lot easier to sacrifice and to say no. So also, M has got to be for Mother Mary because she is our perfect example. I have been very convicted lately about wants versus needs because M is for minimalism. And I am a huge pack rat. I'm a huge slob. I, I save everything, mainly because I always had a kid in six months who was going to wear those shoes or going to wear that coat or wear those clothes. Well, now our youngest is five. And it's time for uh, me to start cleaning out. And my older kids who are married don't want any of my junk. <laughs> they are very, they all living minimalist. They don't want another toy for my grandchildren. They don't want any more clothes. So I need to stop, even if I'm just going to the thrift store and picking up a cute shirt for a quarter. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. And do, does it transfer over to them? Is it like, is this like a plan? Like, or generationally has it been has it been rubbing off on the older kids or has it been uh not so natural for them no they're all doing great um they they're all financially responsible um to different degrees but they all they're all doing well they they contributed to the book they they most of the older ones all wrote uh comments and it was going to be a separate section in the back but it wound up being interspersed throughout so there's oh cool quotes from all the different kids um how they were raised, you know, what they think, how they feel about money now. So yeah, they're so far they're all doing well. We got six more at home, so we'll see how the rest of them we'll turn see out. How they're doing. Yeah, how are they doing right now outside those doors? Are we good? <laughs> so, so so far they're quiet. Yeah. So our oldest uh -oh. daughter, our oldest daughter learned right away from to buy a house that was foreclosed on. And so she's 31 and she just bought her, her and her husband have three children and they just bought their fourth house. So, 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 okay. So the hack was to find houses that were, that were foreclosed and then go on those. So their first one was foreclosed. They moved in it mm. and they fixed it up and lived in it nice. for a couple of years, rented it out, bought a quick sale house, lived in that for a couple of years, had another baby, then lived in that, fixed it up, and then found another house around the corner that was another foreclosure, bought that, and are still fixing that up, had their third baby, and then in the meantime, they bought a townhouse in a town next door. So this is because they live simply, and they both work part-time so that one of them can always be with their kids, and they just are really diligent about spending less. Wow. That's 
That's cool, man. That's so cool. That's always something that uh, I would hope that like things get passed down. Like I'm, I, I always like, so I'm a, I've been a youth minister and teaching in the, in the faith and I'm a high school teacher now. I'm always like, what's not going to translate? Like what's going to, like, I hope like good habits with the faith get, get translated. I hope like the love for the Philadelphia Eagles gets transferred, but like, <laughs> I never think good spending and saving habits, habits. I want that to get transferred over too, even if I have them or not. Um, and sometimes I find myself like I'm the spender and my wife is more of the saver. Um, between y'all two, are you guys both like lockstep or savers now? Or was there a time where maybe Rob was the sneaky spender? I don't know. <laughs> and we've all been pretty good. Although with that Eagles quote, you, all my kids are Redskin fans. They may have just dropped off the uh, chat. So I, I don't know. <laughs> it's all good. It's all <laughs> good. Let me know many... in the comment sections. <laughs> yeah. So that's where our living more and spending less comes in. So Rob's allowed to live more and buy his running shoes. And he's an ultra runner. So he... <laughs> <laughs> Love it. He's an ultra runner. So he runs like a hundred mile races. He's always nice. you know, doing marathons. He's a triathlete. He's an Ironman. So he saves money in many, many areas, but he can't and nor should he um, buy cheap running shoes. So he sure. always looks for running shoes that are on sale. And he always looks for, he always buys running shoes that are, you know, the one, his favorite running shoes, but they're just, they're um, discontinued. So he'll buy, you know, two pairs. So that's where he's allowed to live more and spend. And then he lets me do my big splurge and I go to thrift stores and garage sales and uh, get to be a big spender. And, you know, so, and now my new, now that my kids are older and I'm not pregnant and nursing all the time, you know, I, I can have, we have something, well, everybody knows about Amazon wishlist. <laughs> yep. Amazon wishlist have been a huge um, help in our family for lots of reasons. So I can put something in my wish list, like a new book that's coming out or something that I want. And then a lot of times, instead of just clicking uh, buy now, I'll forget about it or I'll find one used or I'll find out that book wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. And then, or I can just tell the kids, you know, for Mother's Day, I want this or for Christmas, I want this. And my kids have shared that also, even in the book, my daughter talks about how instead, you know, you were the youth and teens and college kids and young adults are bombarded 24 hours a day with Instagram ads and the things popping up on their phones, anything that they want, you know, it's popping up 24 seven. You have to have this, you have to have that. And so my, the, the kids who are having that problem, what they do is they, they'll put it in their Amazon cart. And then, you know, 24 hours later, they're like, no, I really didn't want that. That was just, you know, a sales pitch and I wouldn't use that anyway. And thank God, like I said, they're all really living minimalist and minimal and they don't really want any more junk in their house now the fun thing about me being a thrifter and is that you know they might want a um a crock pot or something like that but they're not sure if they really want to spend thirty dollars but if i'm getting it for two dollars it's worth the try and then if they don't want it for sure no sweat there you go always pay attention to the market yeah, Rob's going to tell you about our spending fast. That's really hard. 
It's one tip. We, uh, we mentioned the book, but usually uh, two months out of the year, we do a spending fast. We'll, uh, we're like going to start one in July. We started it a few years ago during Lent, um, where you, you basically nice. you're not allowed to spend money for that month or that Lent, other than okay. Obviously, obviously you have to pay your. You, you got to pay your bills. Uh, sure. You got yes. to buy food, but that, not not all food. Produce and like milk and. We yeah we eat down the freezer in the pantry and yeah so we buy pay for gas buy perishables so basically anything that's a necessity is a yes and then anything that I want you have to wait till the next month and see if you still want it. Ooh, that's kind of cool. That, that's fun though. That's I mean that's also like way to way to make something like for a month. I mean did you did you hate it right away or did you actually like love it and like get excited to do it and now it's like a tradition? <laughs> we thought we would love it. It was it was actually harder than we thought it would be the first Much time. Harder. Cause you can't, were you yeah, able to quantify how much you might've saved? Like for sure. Like we definitely like, especially in the middle of summer, right? Yeah. That's a very tempting time. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't want to do it, you know, a month, you know, you're going on vacation. God bless <laughs> our kids, man. It was really hard because all their friends oh, were buying God. things and we, but would they learn a really good lesson about, you know, do you want this or do you need this? And then we also do it, do it during Lent. And so it really taught us like that, uh, as we were eating out our pantry and eating out our freezer, when we would go to bake something and we didn't have that ingredients, we would just Google like what's something else that can replace, you know, brown sugar or something else to replace. Wow. You know, it, so it had them get a little creative, but it was much harder than we thought. I would suggest if you're really struggling with trying to budget to do it maybe even just a weekend or a week or a couple days mm -hmm. it really is eye-opening to not driving by and picking up that coffee and i think as catholics you know we do this during lent what a better time to you know suffer and sacrifice and offer things up we have signs in our car signs on our refrigerator to remind us of who it is we're offering it up for right now. You know, we have friends with cancer. We have a grandson who needs lots of prayers. So it's easy to say no to that, you know, chai tea latte on a cold winter morning when I'm offering it up for my marriage or my grandson or the woman in our parish who's, you know, has cancer. So really naming it, especially for your kids. We did that this Lent. So when we were saying no to spending certain money, certain, um, certain buying certain things, we said, remember, we're saving this money and we're going to give it to such and such a family who just adopted another child with special needs. So they knew that person. It wasn't like we're sending this to Uganda to someone you don't know, but they, that was really been helpful, especially with our younger children. Wow. I love the tie-in of how you make it not only sacrificial, like mortification, like Lent, but also, again, you're intentionally tied into redemptive suffering and doing it for somebody else. So I love that. I love that. And it, yeah. that builds virtue. And kids, and kids <laughs> love that. Kids love that. And ask them. Cool. Ask them who they want to donate money to. One of our, kid, one of our uh, children... We it was a miracle through the Gabriel Network, so that's always one of our you know wow. a special place. And you know, I had such a uh, place in my heart for you know people who are in human trafficking and finding ministries that that help with that. So you know, whatever it is that 
means a lot to your family or your kids, that's where you want to jump on the back, on the bandwagon. And you know, you said you hope your kids pick up on these things. You know, if you're radical for Jesus and you love Jesus and you're not afraid to talk about it, your kids will pick up on that. All kids go through times when, you know, they're not going to jump up and down for family rosary, but <laughs> you just keep plugging along and you find, you know, other ways like doing the rosary after dinner or doing the rosary in the car, you know, just really um, plug along. And uh, one of our favorite Catholic parenting gurus is Dr. Ray Garundi. He's a child psychologist, but he's also a comedian. And he says, I can tell you a hundred ways to train your kids, you know, to obey, but I can't give you the energy and the gumption to follow through. And that's mm. it, man. Following through is a pain when you're eight months pregnant, laying on the couch, want, all you want to do is sleep and your toddler just, you know, did something you told him not to do for the 10th time to get up and go over there and tell him not to, or to follow through. That is the hard part of parenting. And now we're older and we got these four little boys running circles around us. So we just ask for the grace to, to be wise and to follow through and be good parents because it's hard. It's tough, especially nowadays with the pandemic with all the social media and all the video games and the screen time we are our heads are spinning did the did the pandemic help or hurt your habits that i mean i mean yeah it, it did throw everybody they were suffering there was little triumphs and everything else and you have to get smart on how you kind of navigate family life with pandemic but for you guys um how did that whole thing how did it shape up for you guys in terms of a family uh, we're still married <laughs> It, that's good. It gave Very us time nice. to write. Yeah, it gave us time to write the book. We wrote the book last April and May because mm -hmm. there was nothing else to do. All the activities were canceled, so we had a lot of time. Um, we, yeah, we went through it okay. We have a good support group and um, a lot of friends and family great. around. Yeah, so it's, it's family. Cl so family's close, right? Yeah. Yes. Yep. I, I would mm -hmm. say. It was good, really great, a blessing in some respects that family dinner was easy to have because we didn't, weren't running around to spring sports and fall, you know, sports. And I think that was a huge mm -hmm. blessing for many families. And a lot of families were like, wow, you know, we actually can live and survive without having soccer <laughs> and everything, you know, running around. There you go. <laughs> let's go into the let's go into the Q&A. Let's go into the comment section here. Uh, let's go. So someone said mm, chai tea latte. Okay. And so, um, so Rahul, what, what? Oh, I lost you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, yeah, uh, okay. What's your thing for, for racing shoes? Are you, are you more of a uh, eight like uh, a six basics kind of thing or Nike? Like what do, what do you? What's your brand? I work at a brand called Topo, T-O-P-O. -O. It's a, a new, small company that started in 2013. Some guys okay. left, left Nike and started a company. Nice. I got to check them out. their shoes. Okay, okay, cool. Support the little cool. guys. There you go, right? Nike's got plenty. Yeah, they got enough money, right? For sure. So Rebecca says, did you ever face stress or looks from your children's in-laws 
when it came time to pay for a wedding, uh, if they were not on the same page in terms of uh, financial responsibility. Oh, the in-laws, the children in-laws. Like when your kids brought home someone and then you had to deal with the family. Uh, what do you think? Did you ever have to deal with anything like that? We have four married and we they all have married amazing families. And we really haven't had a big problem. Our, we give our daughters $5,000 and we're like, here, do whatever you want. You can get a fancy, fancy dress and pay for the rest of the wedding yourself. Or you can live, you know, have a simple wedding and pocket the change. Elope. <laughs> Both of our daughters, our oldest daughter had, you know, when I talk to couples or I talk to brides who are planning wedding, I say, okay, what is your top three things you want? And some will say dress, some will say photos, some will, you know, flowers, food. So our oldest daughter had a small wedding. She didn't care about the food that much. She didn't care about the music. She didn't care about the cake. She ordered flowers um, wholesale from across the country. She did want special photos and she did want a special dress. Her dress, she made sure she bought it when it was on sale and the photos, she got a really great photographer and he had a package and the package was too expensive for her liking. And so instead of buying the package, she just asked him, how much do you charge an hour if I just want you to take these, you know, 50 photos. And so that's how she went about having an amazing mm. photographer. But she didn't have to pay for his big package. And then we all ended up taking pictures and we ended up with, I ended up with 600 photos from all the family, from everyone taking, you know, the cell phones are better than cameras right now from taking pictures during the wedding and you got all different angles of the, you know, cause everyone did that and it was so much fun and she had exactly what she wanted. And then my second daughter who got married, married a man from a big family and a big, big extended family. And so she was blessed by God because everybody knew this poor girl only had $5,000. So she was a teacher at a school and the principal let her have the reception in the hall. And we made that hall look amazing. And we have friends, God bless them, who help us serve and, and decorate and get food ready. And she did want some particular food. And so what we did is we paid the caterer for specific food. And then we brought in the food like salads and bread and we made appetizer tables and charcuterie tables and dessert tables and drink tables and so that was a blessing and her they both weddings were a blast and then god love my two daughter-in-law's <clears throat> parents through amazing weddings and we had a fantastic time and then i'll let rob tell you about our big spending when we flew to arizona for our son's wedding, because that's one of the, our, our favorite stories about about living more and spending less. Because we spent less on so much that when it came to living more, we got to enjoy this amazing wedding. Because my husband had saved enough money, so we weren't going to go in debt to get to go on this trip. Mm -hmm. All right, Rob. Yeah. So number two kid, first son, uh, got engaged to a girl from Arizona, and so. I was, ha we were happy one, cause we love her and two, cause you know, we didn't have to pay for the wedding, but <laughs> being a little slow, you know, PG County school system, I'm not as bright as I should be. So it took me a few weeks to realize, oh, yeah. realize that we'd have to uh, 
trek, you know, a large portion of the family across country. So, you know, so we knew we have a rule now. You can't marry anyone who lives more than an hour away. But we didn't have that rule at the time. So we had to, uh, you know, a whole bunch of flights. We had we went out in two batches. We had 15 people on the way back all together. Rented a house for a week. Uh, Sam and my mom went out early with some of the kids and did the Grand Canyon and those type of things. Rented two big cars, a big van, a big uh, SUV. Did the rehearsal dinner at the nice house we rented, but spent a uh, a lot of money on it. But as Sam mentioned, that was you know that was part of the living more. We could afford to do that. We didn't have to go into debt to do that. We did build up some uh, as many uh, Southwest points as we could ahead of time, but get, some, <laughs> get a few free flights out of it. Filling up that fifteen passenger van was paying off for a plane ticket. Yeah, in theory, it would have been cheaper to drive across country, but we're not sure if all the kids would have made it or if we would have uh, lost our cool. <laughs> made it halfway through, turned around. There you go. So here, here we go. Um, we got a, some questions on Instagram here. Um, would your circumstances be possible uh, without a uh, stay-at-home uh, parent? What circumstances? Living debt free? I get yeah, yeah, yeah I guess so. Yeah, like everything I mean, that's been I happening, worked, all the good. I wouldn't trade being a stay-at-home mom for anything. And I told Rob all those years, like I, I will, I will stop. I'll, I'll stop any spending that I am, even though I don't spend a lot. I would tell him all the time that I would go back to cloth diapers any minute. He says that I'd have to go to work, or we'd he'd have to get. You know, sometimes we owned a Christian bookstore for 10 years and we didn't make a lot of money. And there, you know, he did some side gigs and, you know, I've, I've done a couple side gigs, like babysit some friends or tutor some kids, but never really a lot. And then if, if you know, it's not being a stay at home mom, it's not for everybody. And we know a lot of great families who make it work. Uh, with the mom working. And I think especially now that's one of the other great things about the pandemic. I think the whole world realized that people can work from home and mommies can work from home and kids can learn to survive with mommy working at home. So I think that was one of the, probably my top five favorite things about the pandemic is seeing a lot of my friends who just had babies get to stay home with them and either work uh, remotely or make things work. So if cool. the person wants to send me a message on Facebook or Instagram more specifically, I might be able to help out. Definitely. Definitely. You hear that folks? Good. Good. All right. How about this? Um, how can this advice and, and, and these hacks and these tips and tricks help uh, or translate when you have uh, the husband and wife both working, right? Or prefer, per, uh, prefer working rather than one, one thing at home. How does that work? How does that keep going? What can, what can be applied for that? Uh -huh. I say you have to be. You're gonna probably have to be more organized. We're people always think we're super organized, but we're we're not. So I, if both parents are working, you have to do. A, I would think a lot more planning. You know, shopping planning, meal planning, maybe budget meetings. You know, once a week, once a month. You know, to talk about spending and priorities. Cool. We have we follow Messy Parents. Uh, they have a Messy Parent podcast. And they have something they call a family board meeting. And I would think you'd have to do that frequently. We have one of our 
13 children who goes to school and in the morning Rob and I are like very stressed out and can sometimes get in a little fight because we're both trying to get him out the door and find his backpack and his lunch and his shoes. I don't know how you people do it. So that's why we homeschool. I mean, we, uh, it is, it has been very stressful and, and that's with us laying the clothes out at night and getting the packing homework, the lunch. packing the lunch and getting the homework done. And, you know, we're running around the house and that's just one. Uh, so God love you. But I would say we have lots of friends who do it with lots of kids. And um, if you don't feel called to stay at home, then, you know, do you, but make sure that you are, you know, packing your lunch. If you want to live debt free, pack a lunch. We have a funny story about Rob for years. We would make his sandwiches and it was almost embarrassing. Now we think back to it was like one piece of <laughs> one piece of uh, bologna, one piece of cheese, a, in yep. a white bread, yep. frozen in the freezer for we would make 60 at a time. We would take two or three a day for stork. So I would say, you know, you have to be extra organized because I know when I'm out of the house for the day, I would love to just call in a pizza or say, let's all go in the car and go out to eat. And that's, and uh, I, I know many of my friends who do work out of home, that becomes frequent, you know, once a week, twice a week, and then you're, that money's building up. And daycare is super expensive. So if you do want to stay home, and you do want to know how to do it, I would say write down a budget of how much you do eat out, how much convenient foods you buy because you're, everyone's tired at the end of the day, how much you're paying for childcare, for gas, for car maintenance, for clothing. And again, if anyone wants to send us personal messages, then please feel free to send them on, on my Facebook or my Instagram. We also have a, a family website called Fats fam.com we have three chapters of our book that are free just download them for free one's about how we do college one's about how we do weddings and one's how we feed our kids beautiful there you go there you go how about this um and then if we can we can go through these a little quicker that way we can get these in but we're we're nearing the end folks so get them in while you can what's the best way to keep yourself cool when being at home alone with the kids what do you got oh I, I assume we're not talking about physically cool we're talking about not blowing your cool yeah <laughs> go for a walk make them play outside uh legos hide, hide in the bathroom for 10 minutes have a buzzword. I tell my kids like if i'm going to my room or i ask you to go to your room it's not because i'm I I just don't want to see you. It's because mommy needs a timeout and I need to get mm. my cool. Go outside. I, nothing's better than going outside. Hot, cold, you know, doing a lot of outside hikes and walks and bike rides. And it's summer. So if you have a local pool, we're already starting to go crazy with our kids in the summer. Our summer schedules haven't really gotten organized. Our pool hasn't been open full time. And the screen time is already driving me crazy. So maybe have some special toys that they can only play special times during the day. Uh, we call it tag, 
tag team parenting when I'm about to uh, I'm about to lose my cool. I say, you know, okay, honey, it's your turn. And when he's about to lose his cool, he says, honey, it's your turn. So one of us isn't <laughs> totally losing our mind. And if you're home by yourself, go outside, go for a walk, put a blanket outside, lay outside, look at the sky and read a book, play with rocks. <laughs> there you go. Play with rocks. Kick rocks. We, we got a couple more here. Um, kind of, um, you kind of mentioned this earlier. Can you talk to us about pride and how to let it go when, when asking for help? You talked about that. The A in Sam is, is not being afraid to ask. Can, can you hit maybe something a little bit different? But otherwise, I think you mentioned it. Yeah. I said part of it's personality. She, she has no trouble uh, being uh, the, the pushy broad, as she said, um, or the persistent widow might sound nicer from the Bible. Um, she's very persistent. <laughs> I, she, she's a pit bull for Christ. Yes. So, I would say work on that. Maybe start small with your family and then work up to your friends. And then maybe you can be pushy like me and, you know, go on your Facebook and say, Hey, we're looking for a car or a new couch, or does anybody know any good deals on, um, you know, camps in the area or we want to go to Williamsburg. Does anybody know any good deals? So maybe start small. I also think it's a lot of temperament. So I'm obviously an extrovert and my husband's an introvert. I, uh, can, I am the youngest and he's the oldest. So I think I'm um, being the baby of the family. I am more spoiled and I like to ask for things and, uh, but I would say just, you know, start small. It might just be asking a group of friends if they, you know, you need size 2T shorts for the summer. Something small and just letting God provide and just ask God and ask your kids guardian angels to help you out. There you go. Got a pretty good guardian angel. I was asking for a guardian angel because my battery just ran out, but I'm good now. <laughs> Good. Uh, and then our last one, folks, again, if you have any questions, we're going to put links to um, Instagram handles for Sam and then the website as well. So you can always uh, reach out to them. But the last one, should single parent households uh, purchase your book? What do you guys think? Our book is for everybody. Catholic, non-Catholic, high school kids makes a good graduation present, makes a good wedding present. It has a lot of good tips. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it, it Yeah, it would apply to uh, you know single parent households, single income households, dual income households. The the tips are general enough that you know they should. There's something for everybody. Good answer. Good thing, answer. Well, guys, yeah. Go ahead, go yeah, ahead. The last thing that you know we didn't touch on because you said you had a younger audience, but again, feel free to reach out to us. And um, on uh, on our social media, but you know, our, the big thing about our family is that our kids graduate from college debt free, and that's a huge problem because I know a lot of your listeners are probably drowning in college debt, and that hinders a lot of people from having another child, or hinders single people from choosing a vocation because you can't join a convent or become a priest if you have Without. tons of college debt. So please, I know we don't we ran out of time, but um, feel free to, to message me on my social media. For sure, for sure. Let's see here. We got a few other here. Bernadette says, that's <laughs> such an inspiration. There you go. Thanks, Bernadette. Thank you, Bernadette. 
Awesome, awesome, awesome. So thanks again, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been watching the Holy Records. Thanks so much. Go ahead. And again, if you want to listen to this conversation again, you want to pass it along. We're on all the social media platforms for uh, Spotify, Google, uh, Google Plus. And then we have uh, YouTube and, of course, a Catholic guide to spending less and living more. <laughs> Sam and Rob, anything for the people? Why don't you hit them up with a, anything? Anything as we, as we depart, as we say goodbye? Verse. I have Go a scripture ahead. verse. You ready? Go for it. Second, Second Corinthians 9, 8. God is able to provide you with every blessing in abundance. So that you may always have enough of everything and may provide in abundance for every good work. I just found that last week when I was doing my morning devotional and it's our life verse. So keep asking God and keep trusting in him and he'll take care of everything. Awesome. Awesome. Rob, anything? Any words of wisdom? Yeah, uh, I was going to say spend less, live more, but just you got to do the work. I mean, yeah. Trust God that he'll provide, but also do the work. Be smart with your money. You know, think think before you save, spend. Save and save some more. Save money till it hurts. Um, it's good to have it for a rainy day or a hurricane or a pandemic. <laughs> um, Absolutely. I think that taught you know, a lot of us that we needed, you know, to, to have a uh, emergency fund or at least a couple hundred rolls of toilet paper stocked up. Some, one or the other, but... <laughs> Totally, totally. Oh my gosh. Like everybody was flipping out for the toilet paper. That yeah. good old TP. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, you know where to go to find it. Go on Amazon right now. Order your book. Is it is it is it back ordered or anything? Or is it, are we still good? Are we still go to order the it's book? In, it's in stock. They're good. Yeah. They, they just are starting the second printing, so get them while they're hot. <laughs> and please right, leave right. a review on Amazon. <laughs> if you like it. If yes, you don't like it, yes. don't leave a review. <laughs> don't leave a review if you don't like it. No, don't yes, folks. Review, as, as someone who content creates and 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 the artists and authors, like they they thrive off this in terms of the the comments, not the comment sections, but the reviews help other people find your work. And we want that. We want positive five star reviews. Uh, and I'm sure it, it's worth it. If this conversation was a blessing to you, go ahead and share it, like it, and of course subscribe to the Holy Records. And then we will see you. Uh, last one. Do you prefer I go through Amazon or is it better to go through another about the purpose book? Amazon is what they're being told by the publisher to go through, right? Amazon. Yeah. And if they run out, you go right to Ave Maria press. Awesome. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, thank you again. And we'll pray for you. Pray for us. Please. And pray uh, we'll for see our you. kids. Pray for my grandson. Awesome. Awesome. Um, stay put Robin Pat. And then we'll see you the folks that are here. We'll see you later. Thanks so much.